Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perek Chof Vav, Pasuk Alf, Veracious Mamluchus Yehoyakim Ben Yoshiyahu. And it's a fascinating Perek today because we're going to have a Nevoah and at the same time a very dramatic confrontation and trial where nothing less than Yirmiyahu's life is at stake. We know that there was no Navi in all the um, penalty of, of prophets who suffered more than Yumiyahu from both public abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, as we're going to see here. So now this parak is very interesting because it goes back in time rather than ahead. And it is like four years before we learned in Chafhei yesterday. In other words, it goes back to a year before Nebuchadnezzar was even king. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar was nothing, was an unknown. So it goes back to that year, and you're going to see a familiarity with a Nebuah we had in Perak Zion, back in the seventh chapter. And the Abarbanel tells us, this was a Nevoah that Yumiyo just absolutely refused, for whatever the reason, to give. He didn't want to give that Nevoah. And of course, that raises a problem because we see in the Gemara, in Sanhedrin, Dafhei Tes Amud Aleph, the Mishnah tells us that, you know, one who prophesies something that he really didn't hear or that is not true, he gets death at the hands of, of man in court. However, Avol HaKovesh Es so one who suppresses his prophecy, just will not give it, as Yermiyot is said to have done here by the Abarbanel, um, he just disregards it, he gets uh, Misa Ayibzei Shamayim, it is left to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So apparently, Yermiyot did that here. And now he is forced to give that nevuah with some very dramatic consequences. So, begins Pasuk Aleph, Bereshis Mamluchus Yehoyakim ben Yoshio, at the beginning of the reign of Yehoyakim, Melech Yehuda, Hayo Hadavar Hazemeis Hashem Lemar. Hashem appears to Yermio and says as follows Koamar Hashem. Amod b'chatzer beis Hashem, stand in the courtyard of the temple. That's where everybody's going in and going out. Vidibarta al kolare Yehuda, and prophesy to the city of Judea, Haboim l'shtachavos beis Hashem, who come to bow down to the Kaddish Baruch Hu in the beis Hamikdash. As kol hadvarim asher tzivisichol adaber aleihem. Everything I am telling you to say, tell over to them. Al tigra davar. Very interesting command. Do not omit a word. In other words, that is what is referred to in Sanhedrin. You do not leave out a thing. Ulai yishmu. Maybe they will listen says the Kaddish Baruch and do tshuva, ishmi darko each person from his evil path, v'nichamti al and I will relent on the evil asher anochi choshev la'asos lahem, 
on the evil I plan to do to them, because of the total evil nature of their sins. This is what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying. If you elect not to follow what I am telling you to follow my Torah, to listen to the words of my prophets, you've refused to do so. Those prophets that I sent to you, that I have sent to you. Hashem is like in the morning. I, I have them preach to you from morning to night. You do not even listen to them. If not, I will make this base Hamikdash like Shiloh. You will recall Shiloh was the first Mishkan in Eretz Canaan. It lasted for 469 years and was destroyed in a sense by the Philistines who took the Aaron, the Holy Ark of the Covenant, and the Mizbeach from it, thus ending Shiloh. And I will add this city, Yerushalayim, will be made desolate to all the nations of the world. So, yes. So two points. Again, like, how, does it, how is it possible that Hashem would say, maybe they'll listen, right? He knows the outcome, right? Not so fast. And We're going to see an example. And two, yeah. um, you know, you don't, uh, the message is not the kind of message like we talked about the other day where I asked you that you would think people are going to listen to. Right. 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 Like if you're trying to convince people to listen, telling them you don't listen to me, if you don't follow me, you're going to be destroyed. All right. Doesn't seem to be to be the most compelling. So on point one, we're going to see when they have a trial, which we're going to have here in Yirmiyahu, they induce the words of a prophet where the people did turn around in the age of Sikiyah. We're going to come to that. So it's not always a certainty they're not going to listen. Two, even those who do not, we're going to see, want to kill Yirmiyahu, they do want to do something because of the nature of so They believe he's a Navi MS. He's a true prophet. They just refuse the message. So let's go on. <coughs> so that's the first problem. Shiloh was not necessarily destroyed. It's an imperfect analogy. Shiloh lost the ark, lost the Mizbeach, may have lost the kalim, the utensils. But the building survived. It is widely held by Mephoshim. So it is not the same. At the same time, you can argue, as they do, that when those symbols of Kedusha left, the Shechina left, the Kaddish Baruch left, so the building may have stood. Secondly, another part of an imperfect analogy, the city of Shiloh wasn't destroyed. Here the Navi is saying, I will destroy it like Shiloh and destroy the city of Yerushalayim. And this is what gets them, the analogy to Shiloh and Yerushalayim. And so the Kohanim hear this message right in the center of the Beis HaMikdash. Hanavim, the prophets, the Nevi'im are Navi Sheker. They're not true Nevi'im. They are 
the prophets who lie, who have fed B'nai Israel on a steady diet of everything will be all right. Don't listen to this madman. You can do no wrong. Continue to do the way you are doing. V'cholo'am, that's the third component. The nation is there. As Hashem, they hear this. When finishes they hear the entire message. They surround him, the Kohanim, the Nevi'im, the false prophets of the Kohanim. Lemar most he must die. And the Mephoshim point out that Kolha'am is not necessarily with them that he must die. They don't believe he's a Navi Sheker. They believe it. They just object to, um, the, as the Malbin tells us, let me read it to you. They say the Kolha'am, Heim el Hasarim el Mishpat Movos, give him death. But you should not kill him without due process. In other words, kill him, but not, you know, preemptively now. Kill him with a trial. That's the um separates. Now, therefore, Maduani Beso, they ask him. Why do you prophesy B'Shem Hashem in the name of God's Lemor, Kishilo, he abayas hazeh, that this temple will be like Shiloh, ba'ir hazos tichrav, and the city Yerushalayim will be destroyed, me'en shave from all its inhabitants, ba'yikael kola omel yirmiyo b'veis Hashem. They are surrounding him, and he is facing assassination. Now the rulers of Yehuda hear what's going on. They are in the king's palace. And now everyone gathers at what they call the new gate of the temple. Now they are going to have a trial. The Kohanim and the Nevi'im tell the Sorim, the nobles, the leaders, death penalty for this man, because he has prophesied a terrible prophecy to the people of this city. You have heard it with your own ears. Now Yermio mounts his own defense. He says to the Sarim, Belkoa Omle Moa, Hashem, Shlachani Lina Bela Bayes Hazer, Belhair Hazot, says Kohad Varim, Hashem Shamatim. I didn't create this. God sent me here to speak this message to the city and all these things which you have just heard. Bata, and now again he inserts a plea for tshuva. Heitivu darchechem umalalechem. Improve your sinful path and your um, terrible, uh, egregious sins against the Kaddish Parhu. Bishimu bakol Hashem elohechem. Listen to the words of your God. Beinachem Hashem eloraah asher diber alechem. And I tell you, the Kaddish Parhu will relent on this evil prophecy that is coming your way inevitably. 
I'm not frightened of you, says Yirmiyahu. I'm in your hands. Do what you see is just. Ah, but if you kill me, you are pouring innocent blood on your hands. And this city, its inhabitants. God, in truth, sent me to say this. I am not creating it. To speak this into your ears. As call hadvarim ha'ela, everything I have said. Vayomu hasarim. Now remember, the sarim are pro yimio. Vayomu hasarim b'cholo amel hakohanim belanevim. They say to the kohanim and the nevim, and as we say, bear in mind these nevim are false nevim. Ain la ish hashem mishpat moves ki b'shem hashem elokeinu diber elenu. This man should not have a sentence of death because he is speaking to us in the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. We may not like the message, but it is indubitably from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And now the Zikne, the elders of the Sarei, come. Now, Steve, to your question. Micha. Hamorashti, Micha the Morashti, that's the city he came from. Hayoniba Yehuda. He was a prophet in the days of Yehuda and he prophesied as follows. Judea will be a plowed over land. Yushalayim will be desolate. The Harabayas Labamos Yah. And the Temple Mount and the Temple will be a pile of rubble. It's just as fierce and devastating in Abuwa as Yumiyo. And they're citing this as legal precedent. Why? Do you think Chizkiyo put him to death for this? The Yehuda and all of Judea? No. Halel Yerei is Hashem. They were Yerashamayim. Vayichal es Hashem, Vayinochem Hashem. And so they followed his words of tshuva and the Kaddish Baruch who did relent. Elohim Ra'ah Shadibar Aleihem. We are making a terrible error, a sin on our souls here, says the Zikanian. In other words, here's a Nevoah who was given to Chizkiyo. Out of that came not only Tshuva, came the miraculous defeat of Sancheirev and 185,000 men killed without a shot being fired, and a golden age of Renaissance, the last golden moment in the Judean dynasty was Hizkiyo as a result of this Nebuah. And now you are going to kill this man? Answers. There is a counter-argument. All right, you've shown us a Navi who succeeded in a devastating prophecy and a demand for return. There was another Navi, Uriyahu ben Shmayahu, the name of Uriah ben Shayom, Kiras Yereim, he was from Kiras Yereim, by Yenovei Aloir Hazos, Holoris Hazos, Kichol Divreyimio. He gave him virtually the exact same prophecy as Yimio death, destruction, desolation, um, no chance of redemption. 
Vayishna HaMelech Yehoyakim. And now Yehoyakim hears it, V'chol Gibarav, V'chol HaSarim Eskorav, everyone, even the Sarim, the, the soldiers, Vayivakesh HaMelech HaMiso, they seek to kill him. Vayishma Riyo, Vayore, he hears this, fears for his life, Vayivrach Vayovel Mitzrayim, he goes, flees to Egypt. Vayishlach HaMelech Yehoyakim, and Yehoyakim forms a posse, a squad, that pursues him into Egypt. Anashim Mitzrayim, Esel Nosan ben Achbar, that's his name, he puts in charge of the group. Vanashim Ito El Mitzrayim, and they go to Egypt. Vayotziu Esariyo Mi Mitzrayim, they bring him out. Vayovel HaMelech Yehoyakim, Vayakeu Becherev, Yehoyakim himself. And Mephorshim tells the king, kills him. And they throw him into a common grave. So you want to cite as valid precedent this Nebuah of Micha? He is one of Uriel, and he gets killed for exactly the same prophecy. Therefore, death to your Miyahud. Um, However, there was a man named Achikam, rather, Ben Shafan. You will remember. Later on, we're going to learn about the assassination of Gedaliah, the military governor uh, of Judea, who was assassinated, but he's Gedaliah ben Achikam. So this was his father, Achikam ben Shafan. And prevents him from being assassinated. Conclude with the Malbin, who says, Hu levado. This man, Shafan ben Achikam, who levado hitzilo, he was the only one who saved miyad ha'om v'ha'amon, shelulei sh'amad l'mogein bado, hoyu ha'oma misemo so b'chamosam. Because had he gotten up, the threat was that he himself would die as a defender, but he risked it. He defends Yirmiyahu, Yirmiyahu, lives to prophesy another day, but it is certainly not the last attempt on his life in the rest of his prophesying period of 40 years. Adkan, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow.